Hello, hi, greetings, good day, whatever it might be you're doing. I am Justin. I'm Josh. And this is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So today... Gonna talk about uh, a little sip and read. Sip and read. A little sip. I think I feel like it's been a staple. It has been in our thing, dude. It's like it's one of the most uh, it's most listened to, and we really like doing it. So we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna continue it. And today's extra special. Extra special. Why is that? Well, because we have we have a friend. We have a little friend here. Yeah. Well, he's not little. He's my uh, size. Yeah, he's a fucking giant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got our buddy Jay LaForge. Uh, Jay. He's going to do a sip and read with us. He's got an episode coming out later this week on Friday. Yes. Talking about uh, jujitsu and jujitsu and some more jujitsu. And life, really, and yeah. how jujitsu applies to real life. How it ties in and some of the lessons learned yeah, exactly. doing the art. And It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. But we thought, hey. Let's sip and read. Let's fucking sip and read. Yeah. Dude. Say hi, Jay. Hello. Perfect. That wasn't hello. high. That was hello. But that's cool. <laughs> I, I do my own thing. All right. I yeah. love it. I he's love an, it. He's an independent. Doesn't so matter. today for the sip and read, we're going to do it a little bit differently than we have been for the first few. How are we going to do it, Justin? Well, we're going to do it with bourbon. No. Instead of beer. We've been drinking for a while, too. So it might get a little wild. It might be, but it's going to be fun. It'll so be fine. the first beverage that we're going to talk about is going to be bourbon, and then we'll close it out with a beer like we, we have been. Sure. Yeah. Little uh, little light beer. So, uh, our friend Jay Jay brought us a bottle of whiskey, which it is currently sitting at about uh, half. About, about half. <clears throat> Every time we say Jay, I think of Big Mouth. I just want to be clear. <laughs> Every time. That's an awesome show. It is. It's a great show. Yeah, it's a fun show. Um, tell you a little bit about the bourbon. We'll all take a sip. Give it a little rating. Yeah, we'll rate it. So we think. I can already tell you half a bottle in. I like it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk I'm about it. I'm a fan. It. Let's talk about it. What are we drinking, Josh? All right, so we're drinking Clyde Mays Straight Bourbon Whiskey. What do they say on here? Say what you be, be what you say. Ooh. Oh, I like that. That's a, a little, lot, actually. That's a little profound knowledge for you. Clyde May was a moonshiner by trade, but a craftsman by heart. Huh. Fucking look out. He made his famous whiskey in a hand-built copper still. With fresh Alabama spring water. I didn't know Alabama had springs. Okay. Have either of you been to Alabama? No. Uh, Negative. Have no. I been? No. I haven't. No. I've been to Louisiana. Not the same. Keep not going. Not the same. Yeah, not the same state at all. Even spelt different. Uh, the man was locked up for his passion. <laughs> man was locked up for his passion eight months in the federal penitentiary. Wow. Oh, it's more than Bloods and Crips get. Yet he started up those copper stills <laughs> the day he got out. <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> We've made it to a half. Uh, the straight bourbon honors Clyde's dedication to the craft. We use simple ingredients and a patient aging process to produce a fine, easy drinking spirit. It's pretty easy drinking. It is very I easy drinking. It. No water, no ice necessary. Pretty good. Like Clyde's own moonshine, pronounce that wrong. Like Clyde's own moonshine. I thought you did okay. 
It's a whiskey with integrity. I like that word. That's mm. an army value. Straightforward, porch-sitting, rocking chair bourbon. And this time, guess what? It's perfectly legal. Mm. <laughs> the porch-sitting thing. So, again, Josh alluded to it. We have had a couple of uh, glasses prior to you know, reading about this. Um, it is very much a beer. That, uh, beer. Fuck. A bourbon. <laughs> It is very much a bourbon that I feel like you could sit on the porch and just drink. And yeah, again, it's not like, oh, I could have one or two or three. It's like you could just literally I could drink sit half there. a bottle. You could just literally sit here and drink it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't grow old. It wouldn't be too much. It wouldn't, it'd just be delicious the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to bourbon, I find that there's some that are great that are mixed and there are some that are great that you can just drink. Mm. This one mixes okay. But it's great to drink. Great straight. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. A little bit of ice. Mm. Dash of bitters. Mm. That's that's Main Street for me. That's all you need. With this with this particular bourbon. Oh, that's really good. And again, you you were the one that actually brought this to us. So thank you for that. Yes. And uh, it's delicious. Take a little sip. Take a little sip. Let's go. Just like Mama used to make. <sighs> <laughs> I think we had the same mom. <laughs> so I can start. Uh, yeah, you start. Yeah, I will. All right. I will. So it's delicious. I would rate it a 9.6. I probably rate it the 10 if it wasn't a rookie score, but it's, it's, it wasn't really, a rookie score. It's really good. It, um, it doesn't have a super burn at the end or anything like that. It's very easy drinking. Uh, it's, Thin enough where again you could have multiple, but you know that you're drinking bourbon. You know that again, this is this is a step up. It's good. It, it's very good. It's very good. Jay? Yeah, for me, I think I look at bourbons in terms of like like dollar values on the shelf. Sure. Mm, okay. So for fair. me, this is like my favorite thirty five dollar bottle or whatever it is. But I'll put it against a lot of the fifty or sixty or seventy dollar bottles I drink. It's 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 a real easy sipping kind of come home from work a little sip and read yeah two fingers and let's just mm. you know like this is this is a great thing it's a great springboard to the weekend like that's what this mm. that's what this bottle mm. is to me dude I love I it come home on friday two fingers and it's just like whew. hell yeah or tuesday when you hear this if you, <laughs> if on tuesday you're like shit this sounds really good i encourage you to pick up a bottle to go get a bottle and drink responsibly but it's delicious yeah on a tuesday so I would agree in that this bottle I'd put against most like $75, $100 bottles. Yeah, I mean, Woodford Double Oak. I, mm. like, I mean, that's a great, great bourbon. Yeah. You know, and I was drinking some, that is good. some Woodford nonsense. A friend of mine like overbought for this hockey tournament we were at a couple weeks ago. It was like a hundred dollar bottle of wood. Oh no! Shit! He's like, I don't like it. Do you want it? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll, I take, guess it. I'll oh, take it. I guess I'll take it off my hand. arm. <laughs> Fuck! And it was fantastic. It was just like syrupy, beautiful, whatever mm. you know. Um, but I don't spend a hundred dollars on bourbon. I I spend thirty five dollars yeah. on bourbon. No, that's perfect. And this is right through the uprights. So what's your score? You guys are all fucked up with your numbers. Okay, please explain this because I think that the way that Josh does it is bullshit. But I've just adapted <laughs> because why is it bullshit? Because like one point five, I think is a reasonable answer. I think that having a whole number or a, or a half a number is reasonable. 
like, okay, it's good, but not like, you know, I don't. And I that's don't, what makes you a rookie. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> How about that? So even beyond the 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, point whatever, like you guys get involved with all that. We do. Involved. We do. We get involved. Get entangled. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Feels that's, good. That's fine. I feel like there's some history. You guys would work some shit out. Well. But for me, what's a five? <laughs> what's a five? Not bourbon beer. What's a five beer? A five beer? Yeah, like I probably like, like I come uh, home. I come home on a Thursday night. Yeah, kids five. Are, kids are yelling in my ear. Bud Light. And I want to have a, I a drink five a, I drink, is a Bud Light. I drink yeah, a Bud High Life. Okay. High Life. Yeah, High Life. Yeah, yeah. okay. Bud Light, High okay. Life, Miller Light. That's a five. That's a five. What's yeah. a four? Oh, a four is probably like a Natty Ice. Ah, uh, well, it can't be because Sensei Jim was a three point something, yeah. and you said that it was better than that. So, so what's yeah, a three? So four. What's a three? Sensei Jim. <laughs> Sensei Jim is a three. Okay. What's Sorry, a two? Jim. What's a two? Heineken. Oh. What's a one? I wouldn't drink water. Water. <laughs> water. Yeah, yeah water's water. Water a one. I'm just trying to understand because it just feels like your five, six, not even five, six, seven, eights are so high. Mm. That's fair. But they like, were good, though. Sure. That, That's it's the good. thing. It's good. They were good. But compared to what? That's all I'm saying. Mm. Compared to every other beer I've ever drank. Okay. You just, All right. Wait. Are, ready? Are you, are you new to this? <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, Jay. Here. Ready? I'll, I'll I'll spare you for a second. Josh, what do you rank this? This? Yeah. The bourbon. The Clyde Mays. Out of every other bourbon I've ever drank. Just what do you fucking rate it? <laughs> Eight point three. Eight point three. Yeah. All right. Weird score, but cool. Why? Why eight point three? Why am I yelling? I don't know. You guys are very aggressive. I feel, yeah. Sorry, I'm I feel, feeding. I'm feeding off of Jay. So, apologies. I feel endangered for my safety. Um, I don't. Not for me. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. See yourself out of your own house, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eight point three. That's just. That's how I feel. I'm not going to justify it. That's what it is. I love it. Okay. All right, that's Jay. Good. Back to like you. That. Yes. What would you rate this? One to ten. In your own yeah rating world, you don't have to worry about. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably like a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. yeah How good. come? How come? Yeah. What know, a, what about it makes it above an average bourbon? Because five is average. Yeah, we would say. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's yeah. It's above par. Yeah. It's not old granddad. No. Mm. No. No. You no. Know? Um, I don't know. So much of what we're talking about, right? Like, like oh, you know, this bourbon, whatever. It's like, how do you drink it? Because mm. right? mm. occasionally I drink it in a glass. Like I'm drinking this, so you all know I'm drinking this out of a pint glass. We sure are, like, a, <laughs> like an animal. Yeah, we're heathens. Yeah, like an animal. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know, might as well be drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> um, but generally, I, I drink bourbon in an old fashioned. Mm. You know, I like old fashioned. Right. Yeah. So, like, how does this? So for me, it's like how do, how would this drink mix? Because almost all bourbons are generally they're going to be within the same range. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How does it mix? So, okay, I'm going to change things up a little bit. I'm curious, Josh, and then I'll go to you, Jay. Sure. Josh, how do you drink bourbon, whiskey, scotch? How do you, how do you typically drink those? More times than not, it's with uh, two cubes of ice and a splash of water. Okay, awesome. Jay, how about you? Uh, bourbon, I drink with an ice cube and a dash of bitters. Okay, and I drink it just straight. I don't put any ice, I don't put any water. I just fill the cup up and move on. You have two balls. Fucking hard. I have one and a half <laughs> balls cuz one is fake. Hard. Um, hell yeah. 
So I, I think that we should level set with that. That again, we all drink it differently. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we all like it. So Delicious. if you like bourbon, Clyde Pick Mays, up a bro. Pick no, up a the, bottle. This, hey, this yeah. is a great bottle. If you like bourbon, please try Clyde Mays. I have no no qualms, dude. No, I have it's no so financial uh, incentive to say that. Oh, yeah. Saying, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no. really yeah we're good, not making money off of this. It's no, a really it's good, just, less than $40 bottle of bourbon. Dude, so good. No, it's good. I like the uh, and I like the marketing on the bottle. I like the way that the label is laid out. I like the I like old-timey the photos. Yeah. The bottle is nice. Yeah. yeah. No, they did a good job. Everything about it's good. The, and, it, and, it, and it tastes great. And you it can literally, right. we're all drinking it straight up. Yeah. We're not drinking in... The way that we prefer. No, and we have been. I want to. I want to yeah. be clear about that. Yeah. For two reasons. One, that again, we've been drinking it, and then if this tails off at the end, you know why. <laughs> um, but no, it's very, it's very good. It, it's just, it's just good. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Yeah. Let's let's try shut the fuck up about the whiskey. Yeah. No, the bourbon. The let's, bourbon. Jesus. I mean, it's bourbon whiskey. Well, it's still whiskey. Well, tighten it up, Flanagan. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. <sighs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We're good now. All right. So this week, unlike last week, Josh brought the literature, and uh, this is something that I have never read, but Jay has. I have. So, what do you got? Extreme ownership by Extreme Ownership. Jocko Willink and Leif. Leif. Leif Babin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jocko. So okay. So Jocko, I've. Heard I've heard of. I've heard him on Rogan. Yeah, you ever I've seen re- the podcast? Yep, I've yeah. I've heard his own podcast. I've read a couple articles about him. So okay, at least I know who wrote it. Yeah, yeah. You never seen the book? Never heard of the book? Nope, never, never. No, Jay, you've read the book? I have. Yeah, how long ago? <laughs> well, I've read it four or five times now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, like wow. Goggins. It's like Goggins. It's yeah, like, yeah. This you. is okay. a very. It's a very repeatable book. For oh, sure. I love it. Right, you find that you take uh, little pieces every time you read it? Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good book. When was the last time you read it? I read it every year. I can't remember the last Once time I read year. it. Once a year? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. It's about... I go to the shelf, I look for it, and more often than not, I realize I've given it away. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so you See, have the actual like physical like paper, you can smell it. Oh, book. yeah. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a book reader. Like, I'm a... Yeah. Hell, yeah. 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 He gave me a book, Scars and Stripes. Tim Kennedy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I made sure I gave it back. Do you want to know why? Not a scumbag. <laughs> because you're afraid of him? No. Most people don't give books back, dude. You're not afraid of me? No. Maybe you should be. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going to hurt me. He's just going to choke me out. <laughs> he knows mm. He knows how to put me out without actually hurting me. So Maybe not, it'll be a little I'm not fine. afraid of him. <clears throat> um. So ex- I've read Extreme Ownership for the first time probably like three or f- maybe three years ago, three or four years ago. And like Jay, genuinely, I read it again once a year, maybe twice a year. I've, I've listened. I, I'm a big Audible guy, so I've listened to it running a bunch. I don't know how many times. Same with Goggins. Um, but I always pull something new out of it. So I think to begin, uh, we'll... Read a little synopsis. Yeah, because again, I have no idea what you're uh, what you're talking about. About the book. Sound well, good? no, I know the book, but I've never read the book. So yeah, essentially, the premise of the book is uh, as a leader, you're uh, responsible for everything. 
I just want to point out that Jay is pouring more bourbon. Hundred percent. So yeah, that bottle's gonna be again. Done, this is dude. this is just more um, proof evidence that proof fire. that you should go buy some. You should buy me some. You should buy Jay some. <laughs> Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays. Little bourbon action. The whole premise of uh, extreme ownership is as a leader, you're responsible for everything. Everything bad. That is so, so true. I want to. I want to pause there. You, you, yeah, you're responsible for everything bad, sure, but you're responsible for everything good as well. Also, in the true. book, you're. However, in the book, they say that everything that good that's happened, you need to pass that credit sure. onto your team. Yeah, sure. let let let's table that because I think that we could have a pretty interesting conversation around yeah. what you take credit for and what you. But I think, I think we'd agree the, the 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 biggest premise of the book is you own everything as a leader. Everything that goes on with your team, predominantly the shit that they fail at. And then the things that are good, they should receive credit for that. Yes. Did you take that from the book as well? Generally, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I also want to say that I just said table it like I'm at work or in a meeting and I am sorry. Let's uh shelf that yeah, conversation you know, for let's, a moment. Let's really move the needle on this. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. So the beautiful thing about this book. Oh, Jay was going to say something. Yeah, he was. No, 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 say it. What's up? Say what you got? Say it. You're not the boss of me. No, I'm not. I'm not the boss of anybody anymore. <laughs> so the thing that I like about this book is they take that premise which is easy to say. Right, I think a lot of hard things in life are easy to say, hard to execute. And they break down um, different situations and missions that they were on, because they're both Navy SEALs, during their tours and show, like, we failed here. Here's how we failed. This is why we failed. And this is how we could have done better. Using the premise of extreme ownership. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'll read a little excerpt here. It's just a little synopsis that's online. It says, In high-pressure, high-stakes situations, leaders' decisions and actions have an immediate impact and often decide the outcome of a mission. On the battlefield, this could mean the life or death of team members with implications for the mission and war. In business, this could determine if the company sinks or prospers. I think in life... That rings true as well. Yeah. Right? If you sit there with this constant victim mentality of the world hates me, I'm fucking whatever, right? Yep. X, Y, and Z. It becomes very easy to sink into a dark place, blame the world for your problems, and not claw yourself out of it. Of course. Because, I mean, I feel like, especially with today's mentality and the way the media is and everything like that, I mean, that's just par for the course. It's not you. It's everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, Willink and Babin fought in Ramadi, Iraq, after the terrorist attack on the U.S. Uh, on September 11th, obviously, 2001. They later became leadership instructors for the Navy SEALs before starting their own consulting firm, Echelon Front, which is when they decided to write this book. Move on to some takeaways from the book. Yeah, so... the. The book that you're talking about, again, I haven't read. So I'm very curious as to, you know, kind of what you've taken away from it. So 
I guess, Jay, I'll start with you as our esteemed guest. What did you what did you take away from the book and then how can you apply it to everyday life? Again, we're not all leading a group of people against, you know, insurgents or what what have you. Some of us are just, you know, working a desk job. So how how can you take what you learn from the book and apply it to everyday life? Yeah, so if you if you look at the book, the book is it's called Extreme Ownership and and the concept is owning everything within uh, the sphere of what you're responsible for. But then if you dig deeper, you know, there's the the laws of combat, the five laws of combat that they talk about. Uh, cover and move, simple, not easy. It goes on and on. <clears throat> um, the thing that if you listen to Jocko or Leif talk about it, they you know, people talk to them and they say, oh my God, you were responsible for people's lives. And this is so serious and important. And they always say, like, yeah, but as a leader in business, you're responsible for people's livelihoods. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know? And so if you look at it as a book and you say, oh, it's, it's a war book and we don't, you know, that doesn't matter to me, you're missing the point. Message could be lost. Yeah, you're missing, yeah. You're missing the point there because yeah. there's a lot of great stuff you can pull from this book with regards to just managing people and managing, um, just managing people and managing situations. I agree with Jay in that you could dismiss this book and say, um, well, I'm not in the military. I'm not uh, in combat arms. Even if you are in the military, I'm not in combat arms. I'm not doing whatever. And I can totally agree with that because, again, I'm not enlisted. And that is 100% how I would have approached this. But... The lessons that you can take away mm. from the book, I feel like, are transferable in business, in management, in your marriage, as a parent, whatever the whatever the case may be, there are a bunch of lessons that I feel like you can take away from this. And the first one is seize accountability. Don't avoid it. Mm. Right? So I feel like a lot of us, when we're stuck in these little traps, especially if it's negative, well, you know, it was Justin's fault, right? The Typically. episode didn't get released on time. Uh, it's because Justin didn't fucking uh, edit it fast enough, right? Yeah, story of my life. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but you're too quick. Every, uh, every episode's been out on time, so. To this point, yeah. No, but, but, but whatever the case may be, it's very easy to just pass the buck to the next person. Sure. Instead, own that mission statement. Own that project. Don't avoid it, right? Own the outcome of it and the effort of it. And that leads to a better end result. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like it's super easy to do that. To be like, well, I didn't know this or I didn't get told that or I wasn't told Wait. to talk to this person or everything like that. Even me personally, I can I can say that in my current role, I did that a little bit. It's like, oh well, you know, my boss didn't say this or say that. You know what? That's just me being a bit of a bitch. Yeah. That's just me yeah. being not Avoiding account accountability. Exactly. That's yeah. me not wanting to look in the mirror and say, I could be doing more. I, I could be doing better. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's this parallel as well for me. I've I've recently started a new job and doing the work, you know, kind of I got identified as someone that's maybe competent and there was a bit of a hole on a project and I said, all right, let's put this dude on this job. 
And so there's a part of me that wants to flex and say, okay, like, yeah, you know, we've had some, some successes. That's tough. Some successes. Words are hard. Successes. The words, are hard. <laughs> words are hard, dude. We've had some successes since I've been involved with the project. Yeah. And it would be easy to be, to pound my chest a little bit. And be like, yeah, look what I did. Yeah. Look what I, you know, and if being perfectly honest, I, I'm 20%, 30% responsible for the successes. Yeah. You know, groundwork laid by the team to this point, all these different things. And so my boss reaches out and he says, hey, you know, like things are going really well and we appreciate you. And I could say, hey, thank fucking God I'm here. <laughs> right? Thank yeah. God I showed up. Yeah, you know? thank like, God I'm fucking. Thank God you were smart enough to hire me. Right. Yeah. And I'm fucking doing, you know, but it's like, and I know there's a part of me that like needs to, like, do you do that? Yeah. Right? Because- my kids gotta eat. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. So like, yeah. I want to get paid. I want. I feel you know, that. I want you to recognize me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hundred percent. But there's the part of me also that's just like, like, yeah, the team's hauling the mail. Like, like the team's doing their job. Everyone's kicking ass. Everyone's kicking ass, and and like, yeah, like I, you know, I busted through the door, but these guys, they brought the train with them. You know. Yeah. So the dichotomy there of of you know, kind of pumping, you know, fluffing your own feathers. Yeah. Versus pumping your team. It's it's a fine line. It, it's difficult. It so is. Let me ask you a question. Right? Yeah, it really is. As a leader, are there certain standards that you enforce on your team? 100%. What are they? How, wait, wait. Hold, before, you, before you answer that, as a leader, how could you not? I think is my question. As, as a bad as, leader. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. You didn't say Jay was a bad leader. As a leader, as in, and I would assume that would mean as a positive, okay, as as a person that should be in a leading role. How could you not have your own standards? You could have standards. They might be subpar. That's fair. That's right? fair. You want to be more of their friend than a leader, mm. right? So you don't want them to be mad at you because it can be uncomfortable. Sure. Having conversations with your team when they're not performing to the standard that you expect of them or that you set for them. So maybe you set lower standards, right? Or maybe the guy before you set lower standards and you're walking into this new thing, right? Where you're like, okay, I guess the standard is X, Y, and Z, but it's a subpar standard. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Oh, sorry, Jay, for cutting you off. Go no, ahead. No. Like for, for me... It was it was written. It was codified by my boss. Like we, the company speaks through Jay. So there's a lot of guys doing a lot of work. You know, at levels below mine. Yeah. You know, and they do the work, and it comes to my desk, and I sign off, say, "All right, send it. Don't send it. Whatever the case." But it's got to read how I would write. It's got to yeah. say how I would speak. Mm, you yeah. know, and so it's not. You know, I'm not taking guys out behind the woodshed, but I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I would say this this way. I would do this this way. I would say, you know, and it's, a, a lot of it is, uh, it's experience. It's just, you know, being around the track enough times where you can say to somebody like, like, all right, the, you know, catch more flies with honey, whatever, mm -hmm. the, whatever however you yeah. want to approach it. But it's like, this is how I do this. I'm responsible for the tone and tenor of what leaves this office. Yep. So this is how it's going to be. So you did great work, but it's going to sound like this. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's minor adjustments because the guys, are, the guys are hauling the mail. They're doing the hard work. It just presents a little different. Right. Call that a positive sandwich. That's right. 
little positivity in the front. Hell yeah. A little criticism in the middle. A little, little positivity bit. at the end. That's right. You eat that right up. Eat that right up, girl. Get thick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving along. <clears throat> no, but I think that that's interesting because as, as a leader, your team is not going to speak as you do. Right. So you do need to have that level of like, okay, yeah, you did all the right things. You did all the work, but this is how it needs to be presented. You need to represent me the and team. the rest of the team as such. Do you find that it's valuable? I don't know. If, I don't know if, do you find it valuable as a leader having the experience of the people that are working below you? hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Without well, yeah. any hesitation. Yeah. I can answer that too. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, I, I asked that just because there are there are people that come out of college and think that they should immediately be in these sort of leadership positions over a technical trade like yours, a technical trade like mine, like Justin's. There is a level of respect that is earned, can't be given, but is earned by your team by being in the position. Then I can pull from the military for that and so on and so forth, but... There's a level of respect that's earned from being in that position. Yeah, so, and Josh, I mean, I I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I actually was his manager. Not on the podcast. No, I was his manager for a little bit. And my big thing was, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I can't do yep. or that I wouldn't do. Yep. And I, I really did try to manage by that. If I can't do this or if it's something that I don't believe in, I'm not going to ask you to do it. Yep. And again, I I did your I didn't do your specific role, but I did something very similar. And everybody that I that reported to me, I did something very similar to. And again, I'm I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do. However, this is this is what needs to be done, and these are the things that I've done. So let's and it's let's just move. about being able to correlate to Ex- their struggles. Exactly, that's it's like, it. Yeah, it's like I I understand. I get that this is not perfect. I yeah. get this or that or the other thing yeah this is what it is we need to we need to move forward yeah 100 percent. and hearing that from somebody that hasn't been through it i it can doesn't te- mean i as can much. tell you it does not mean as much doesn't mean it's as it's, much, it's yeah. irrelevant really it's yeah. like yeah okay cool you you know what how about you go fuck yourself how about you go fuck yourself yeah dude you're like you've never you haven't had to go through what i've gone through even if what you've gone through is minimal it just doesn't mean as much. It sort of falls flat. So, talked about uh, standards. Standards. Yeah. Now, how about the team being bought into the mission? Mm. Command a little commander's intent. So, what uh, is what is that? Again, I know you both have read the book, and I have not. Is that something that's from the book? So, uh, I'll take it first from sure. a, from a military perspective. Go ahead, Jay. Should we not talk about decentralized command before we talk about? Commander's <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. I think commander's intent and then okay. decentralized command makes sense. Decentralized command before commander's intent actually might be a little confusing. So commander's intent is. So you have a company commander. Oh well, you have a platoon leader. You have a company commander, you have a battalion commander, you have a brigade commander, you have a division commander, right? All of them 
have specific mission outcomes that they're looking to achieve. That dictates what the intent of the mission that you're executing is. Mm. Okay? And the intent might be to solidify a route via MSR blackjack to Ramadi. Sounds like he bumped his head. (laughs) Sounds like I've been on a mission planning once or twice. Sounds like you've had one too many glasses of Sounds Clyde like Mays. My military buddies will know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, the commander's intent might be to uh, control and secure four blocks in Baghdad. Whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, doesn't matter. The importance is that the entire team. It could be that we're gonna hit. to goal on Q4. Mm. It could be that we're going to... That sounds like upsettingly familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. It could be... (laughs) Never say that again. It could be be that we're going to finish this project three months ahead of schedule. Whatever the leader's intent is, is the entire team... Does the entire team understand why we're doing this? How we're doing this? And are they bought into it? Do they agree with and are they on board? Are they leaning into the parameters that we've set? I, I honestly feel like, and again, we're, we're, I, I think we're departing from the book a little bit because I haven't not read at all. it. Okay. Not at all. Not, not even a little bit. That part is like the hardest part of leadership and managing and running a team and making sure that everybody's on the same page, at least for me. That was very difficult. You know what the key thing is? Being a dick. No. No. Oh, okay. They have to understand why. Mm. Know the why. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And and it's got to be something more profound and something deeper than... Because I said so? Because I said so. Yeah, I feel we like... We want to make money this month. We got to be, mm. we gotta be, we gotta be this profitable month. this month. It's got to be deeper than that. It I feel has like, to be. I feel like a total piece of shit. So I just recently got a new boss at work. And one of the things that I wrote in one of the things that he asked, it was about getting to know you and how you work and all the things that you like. It was like, what do you like and don't like about a team? And I was like, well, I don't like when I don't understand why I'm doing something. I don't really appreciate. Oh, you okay. We need Nobody to execute does. on this. It's like, well, fucking why? I have like 17,000 other things. Why is this important? Yeah, exactly. The, the why. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that which is upsetting because that is immediately where i go to <laughs> yeah as a, as a uh, subordinate yeah exactly yeah yeah no that's that's one of the tenets of the book yeah the commander's intent know the why know the why and as a leader you need to explain the why clearly clearly clearly, clearly. Concise, clearly. dude and if mm. you even if you you explain it and it's unclear just get them going in the right direction and then adjust okay i said xyz this is where we're going why? Okay, X, Y, Z. And now we're going to make an adjustment or whatever the case is, but everyone knows what we're doing. And why. And why. We're doing it. And why. And even if they don't agree with the why. It's not their problem. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't matter. It empowers them to push forward in the right direction. This is right. why we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and 
again, coming from the perspective of somebody that did manage for a little bit, even if I didn't agree with the why, it was like, okay, this is still what we're going to do. I tried my best to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I don't necessarily agree. I think it's kind of this or that or the other thing, but again, this is, this is what it is. So let's just, let's get on board. hundred percent. Well, we exist in silos too. So like you tell me, okay, we're going to do this and this is why you're like, well, it doesn't make sense to me. You don't matter. It's not important that it makes sense it to you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right? Like globally, right. this is what's important. So yep. this is what we're going to do. And tomorrow or the next month or next year, we're going to care about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But we don't Maybe. care about you right now because right. Yeah. this right. needs to happen. So, this needs to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and this is why. So if you understand that portion of it, it, it becomes a little easier to go out and execute. Yes. What's, oh, it's important to the company. Why? Well, we'll let you know, but it's important. Yeah. Okay. It's not just nonsense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's important to be able to verbalize uh, the why behind the, the commander's intent, the mission statement. You know, as as a civilian, those words don't mean a lot. But uh, even in leadership, it's it's just important to be able to verbalize the why to your team. Why are we doing this? 100%. The plan must be simple. Doesn't mean that it's easy. The plan must be simple, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. As a leader, the simpler you can make the plan, the more likely your team members will understand it. Okay. And more likely your team will succeed. Make sure that your team knows the difference between simple and easy because mm. they're not the same. Right? And I'll I'll pull from the military here. There's been a shitload of MDMPs, which is military decision-making process, where we are sitting at a fucking table like this and we got a, a map pulled up and we're trying to figure out resupply routes and phase lines for, for combat efficiency and field artillery lines, and so on and so forth. Yeah, you love all those meetings. I fucking love it all, dude. Of course I do. Nerd. A fucking <laughs> combat nerd. Still a nerd. Still combat, keep going. Keep combat going. Combat nerd. And keep going. There are certain people who want to flex their brain and make it more complex than it has to be, uh-huh. which puts, in a military perspective, it puts fucking lives in danger. Where if we took the simpler route, if we came up with a simpler plan, we're going to fall back to phase line blackjack. We're going to fall back to phase line ace of spades. We're going to fall, whatever, right? As opposed to pushing through and trying to resupply from uh, uh, an MSR that's black. And so it makes more sense. I feel like that is, again, I mean, that's a really good example. I feel like anybody that works in corporate America or really any job, can can relate to that where there's it's always going to be a little bit more there's always going to be that person or that group or what have you that is like let's let's really let's really push this and it could go beyond the fact could go beyond the point of being beneficial it's just a flex dude that's all it is exactly you're just just trying to flex right that's all it's not necessary no, and it's it's like those. Um, I've gotten a lot of criticism. I don't think that's the right word, but that's the only word that I can think of that will fit this for being quiet. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, th- I get don't, that too. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't too. think in, in, in the corporate world. Right, I get that a lot. I would say yeah. I don't think that I'm a very quiet person, but I have no interest in giving you my opinion if it's not like if I'm just talking to talk. What's the point, dude? Dude, 
Yes. I don't I don't see a reason. Yes. I don't see a re- if somebody already said it or what happened. Yes, like, I'm, I'm not, not going to talk just to fucking talk no. on this Zoom call, dude. No. Yes, but, dude. But if if I say something at the same time, I want it to be aware that I'm saying something and, and it I should carry it. some weight. Yeah. And yeah. because I'm saying something, yeah. it's because I actually like, believe it. Exactly. Like, and this I, is a good idea yeah. or a bad idea. Or we should, it's irrelevant. Dude. The, the, oops, sorry. I just hit my, uh, hit my mic there. Apologize. Right. Pa- yeah. Say sorry. I just did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think that, again, it, it it's important. <laughs> that was a, all right. Jay just made a cock sucking motion. He totally did. Oh, yeah. he, I'm so sorry. He totally <laughs> sorry. did. It's okay. No, but dude. I have gotten the same thing where they're like, oh, we're on the Teams chat and we're doing it and I'm, you know, we're putting in things and, and I don't see you. And I'm like, I just don't have anything that's actually valuable to add to I, this silly yeah. conversation. Exactly. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And like, I've been on a Zoom call where they're like, what do you think? And I'm mm. like, it's already been said. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a very rudimentary problem that we're trying to solve i think i agree i i I agree with tanya and joe yeah and let's just fucking move on why are we spending an hour and a half on this silly fucking topic yeah yeah all right wow you got real aggressive there jay (laughs) do you feel that you feel his aggression come across the room sorry jesus sorry i got angry but he's not wrong he's he's not wrong so frustrating yeah do you do you experience that in project management generally yeah yeah everyone wants to be heard yeah. You know, they want credit to be for being involved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. I'm here. Um, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day. Like, what did you really do, Jessica? <laughs> yeah. Or Steven? What did you do? Yeah. For me, like, I think about this a lot. I think about my role is to not do work. Like, I don't do work. Yeah. Mm. I make sure work gets done. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, on so, on so many levels. But I feel like a lot of people have to be like, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm involved, you know. I'm here. I'm here. I'm in. See me. I'm in. I agree. I concur. Yeah, I, I concur. Agree. It's like fuck off. Nobody cares. Yeah. Mm. Tanya's point was valid because of, and then it goes into this twenty-minute dissertation. No, you're like, no, no, no. I do, dude, shut the no. fuck. It's up. It's a twenty-minute dissertation of words and phrases yeah. and things that you have heard somebody else already say. Yeah. On you're just said regurgitating them. Here's my thing. Are you the SME? Are you in? No. Let's go. Yeah. SME yeah. stands for uh, subject matter expert. Yeah. Just so uh, we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, it does. I know. Oh, all right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Next thing from the book. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't drop phase line blackjack. <laughs> no, we didn't start using a bunch of weird yeah. agile terms or anything like that. So yeah. we're good. No, SME, I not, feel like it's... It's not agile. We're not doing scrum here. No, we're not. All right. Calm the fuck <laughs> oh, down Oh, I love there. it, Josh. High speed. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down there. So the next premise that I took away from the book that I thought was pretty profound was uh, to empower those around you. Okay. Okay, I feel like as a leader, we can just sort of force an idea or a premise onto the team. Sure. And give them parameters and guardrails to run in. I'd almost say that's easier. Uh, up front. Up front. Up front, that's probably easy. Oh yeah. I don't I don't want to say that that's the way to do it. That's a that's a shit way to do it. But I'm just saying that I can up front. That's up the easiest front, that's way. Very easy. I totally agree with you. Right? The bigger risk is to give and Jay talked about the sort of decentralized command. Yeah. 
allowing those around you at the lower levels to make decisions that are going to impact the mission at the end, mm-hmm. right? This requires building trust and fostering continuous communication between you as a leader and every team member. Whether you're a manager or a peer, trust the people around you to make decisions in their areas of expertise. Because I think another big thing we've talked about ego is mm. as a leader, you can feel this responsibility to know everything and yeah. be an expert in everything. Which is wrong. You you're need, not. You need to know what you don't know. That's almost more important. 100% than that's knowing more important. what you know. Like, know what you don't know and then sure. delegate that shit. Don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And own delegate the, own that it. shit, own dude. It. Just yeah. be like, I have no fucking idea. Exactly. What language you're talking right now. No clue. But you know what? You're Stacey the expert. Stacy does. My so. man. Yeah. Go talk to Stacy, dude. 100%. So I feel like the ability to empower others on your team, and this is a premise in the book, is a key to being an effective leader. I would agree. What's been your experience in empowering a team, even though you know that on the upfront, it's going to lead to a little bit of discomfort. It's probably not going to perform as well as a team that you're immediately hands-on with? I was just going to say that I think you, the number one thing in order to be able to do that is you need to be comfortable with the fact that it might not go well. It probably won't go well. No, not that it might not go well. It's yeah. not going yeah, to go it's, well. Yeah, it's just going to go kind of shitty. Um, Up front, it's not going to go well. But I think the benefit of that is you get to see strengths, weaknesses. Individuals get to see you know, where they shine, where they don't, and then we can, we can work with that. We know where we stand, and then we can work with this information. Is there a real-life example where you've you've done this and seen it in real time? So I used to manage a retail banking branch operation, Yep. and I feel like any time I took over a branch that that was kind of what took place. It's like, okay, this is what we need to do. I empower you to make your own decisions, but we need to hit this goal. And we totally, totally did not. And it's like, okay, but these are the things we did well. These are the things we did poorly. The things we did poorly, let's focus on this and how can we improve? How did your subordinates react to that ideology? Uh, I think at first they were a bit, I don't want to say like abrasive because nobody likes to be told they didn't do the best job they could or that their idea was bad. But, but the, the, I'm sorry, no, the ideology ahead. of, I am, I am empowering you to make these decisions and do these things. Oh, sorry about that. So they liked it. They were like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's, I'm going to do Even my though they didn't thing. perform well. Even though they didn't perform well, they were like, I got to make my own decision. I, I got stuck to around. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then again, as we, as we coached and as we, as we learned and we got better, yeah, we, we became a positive unit. And I never took away that ability to have you make your own decisions and have you do your own thing. You just grew and I helped you a little bit in the sense of we could do a little better. Jay, was there ever a time on your team as a project manager that that ideology reached an an apex or a culmination? We're not there yet. Uh, I'm I'm dealing with with some junior members of of my team and, and we're trying to work through some of that type of stuff. But at the bottom line, it's empowering them to 
bring their their experience and and their ideas how to solve these problems to the table and then filtering that and then managing how they did their work versus how it was effective yeah adjusting as appropriate yeah and then helping them learn and then making sure that we reach our objective execute yeah 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 100% yeah i mean there's a lot of shortfall between where you expect someone to be or where someone could be to where yep. they are yeah and that's their experience uh so you just try to help them through their experience right because yeah cuz their experience is their experience i want to hit home runs every time yeah right yeah. okay so we didn't okay so like how do we help you next time how do we hit yeah yeah, yeah dude yeah you know cuz yeah you're not going away no, right. and, and if you do, you're a part of the team. If you do, someone's coming behind you. And yeah, they're not. You know, you know, we're not bringing in Willie Mays behind yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, sure, but probably not going to happen. Probably, probably right. not. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you, you didn't hit the mark. Okay, this is how we hit the mark next time. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. It's tough though. Yeah, it is. It's tough. It is. It's tough. One of the things that I found to be hardest as a leader, I'll see what you guys think about this, is being more invested in your team's success than they are. Have you experienced that at all? Like, I mean, I felt like for me I was, but I felt like there was a lot of things that forced me to be more invested in my team corporate success. things or yes. personal things corporate, corporate things. things to be more invested in your team's success than they are yeah but in, in the same sense i mean i wanted my team to be successful i wanted everybody that i managed to make more money and and grow but i i feel like there were corporate things that forced me to maybe push beyond what i knew was possible jay how about you there's a straight line between the work you do and the success we have. Yeah. You know, as a team, as a team, yeah, as a team. And so if you show up and you do, you do your work, we'll do well as a team. Yeah. You know, if you show up and you do your corner of the pie, yeah, you do your job you as, do, a Bill as a Bill Belichick said, Bill Bill Belichick would say, there you go, Josh, Belichick, but Belichick, that's we're good. As yeah. a team, you yeah. show up, you do your job, you do your corner of the pie. Yeah, we're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I I just uh, I found it, and I was like this for a couple of years, where I was more invested in my team's individual success, and cared more about their individual success. It feels like, and it shows like, than they did, which can be emotionally taxing. I can agree with that. And as a leader, you have to step back and just say, these individuals are not the right fit for the team. As much as I like them as people, as much as I enjoy them as a friend, we're not friends. You got to go. No, but like, we're not friends, dude. Right. We work together. I'm your leader. Right. Got to go. Prioritize, then execute. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's another premise from the book. As you can imagine, Willick and Babin were in many chaotic and high-intensity, high-pressure environments. In those situations to be effective, we need to prioritize the most 
the most important thing and tackle it first, then repeat. I feel like, and this is true in the military, but in the corporate world as well, we can prioritize things that are emotional to us mm. before things that are important to the mission as a team. I was about to say, it's prioritizing is not hard. You can no. you can think of something as being more important than the other, but it, it's the the me versus we. Exactly. It's the what is going to drive us, the team, the company, the blah, 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 blah. Versus me, the right. individual, to the next promotion yes. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 100%. The last one. Discipline equals freedom. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, it does. Which is <laughs> probably the most important thing you can pull from the book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is I, like... I've been a, a disciple of Jocko for years. Yeah. That is the bottom line. 100%. 100%. Discipline equals freedom. Every morning we're fortunate enough to wake up. We are all immediately faced with an act of discipline that can set the tone for the entire day. That being getting up with our alarm and making the bed. Mm -hmm. You may think that something as simple as making your bed is not a true test of your self-discipline, but I would argue that it absolutely is. By doing things others are not willing to do or feel as if they are not important enough to do, you are already exercising self-discipline and control that will continue to build throughout the day. I, I find that the days that I do make my bed, I'm more apt to actually follow through with other things that I set my sights on. Yeah. I know that sounds so weird and I never really put much stock into like making my bed when I get up in the morning. I'm very good about waking up with my alarm. Yeah. But I just get out of bed. Yeah. But the days that I go, okay, I want to come home and then put my son to bed and do whatever I have to do and get in bed and relax. The days that I actually make my bed, like I find that my whole day is different. Is different. It's yeah. better. Yeah. It's not just different. It's a better day. Yeah. Yeah, the days that, which are now, now, over the last year, every day, my alarm goes off, I get up, I go to the gym. Yeah, that's me. There have been days in the past where my alarm went off, I didn't go to the gym. Nah, I got double freedom birds and I yeah. just moved on with my life. I'm tired, my legs are sore, I'm sore, I'm tired. And I don't go. The days where I get up and I go, not only do I have a better day, because I do, but I also have like an hour and a half in the morning. Yes. Of nothing going on. Dude, it is like the best. It, it, so when I get up to go to the gym, I get up probably about an hour before my son typically gets up. Yeah. It's like nobody needs anything from me. No. My wife is asleep. My dogs are asleep. My kids are my kid. Yeah. My kids. My kid. My yeah. child is asleep. Yeah. I can read a book. Yeah. I can sit there in my underwear and jerk off. Like yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't what matter, I do. Dude. Nobody is around. Nobody's can, up. It's beautiful. Nobody's up. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I think that that is a small light on like the amount of discipline or, or I'm sorry, the I think it's a small light on the amount of freedom that you get mm. 
from being disciplined enough to just get up. Right. I, I dude, I sit up on the days that I can get up and I go to the gym. I come home. I have an hour and a half. I sit down. I have my coffee. No interruptions. I eat my breakfast. You come home after the gym? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come home after the gym. Sit down. Have my coffee. Some YouTube, which is my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> you know, my favorite pastime, dude. You and my son. Yeah. I love it. And I have an hour and a half of uninterrupted shit that, like, is for me. Is mm-hmm. just for me. And that comes from having the discipline of getting up at 5.30 in the morning and getting to the gym and getting it done. Mm-hmm. So, Jay, any thoughts? No, I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I set my alarm every morning and I'm like, I should get up and I should go. And I'm just a bitch. It's hard. It's hard. hard. Again, it is hard. So we we've talked about this. Again, you're in bed. You're nice and comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. you have your. But that's that's the the so this book and this yeah. book is what it is. But if you go down the Jocko rabbit hole, yeah. Of so this book is extreme ownership. Yeah. But the Jocko philosophy is extreme uh, discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And it truly is. I agree. It's by the way. it's if you have the discipline to do the work when it's time to do the work. You have the freedom to do what you want. Yeah. Yep. When you can. Yep. Yeah. And man, I'm such a f- fucking poser <laughs> because I have I have I, my 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 boy is 12, my daughter's 15, and I'm like, guys, you got to go on the, in the yard. You got to shoot shots. You got to stick handle. You got to do these things so that when you get on the ice, you know, blah, blah, you're ready blah. to go. They're yeah, right, yeah. Right down the line, yeah. right? You know. Yeah. And they're like, okay, dad. What do you do? I don't do shit. I'm a fucking, you know, and 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 I'm a terrible person. Like, and, and, <laughs> whoa, ter- that's so aggressive. I set You're not my a alarm. Terrible person. I, listen, my alarm is set <laughs> early Holy enough. Shit, my alarm is set early enough every morning that I can haul the mail and just do the things that you should do, and I don't. So I'm a poser. Like I. I <laughs> I say to my kids, I respect do, that. Do this and do this and do this, and you will be great. And they're like, "Yeah, Dad, do you do this and this and this?" I'm like, "No, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old." Do we ha- do we have some some future NHL players? No, my kids are terrible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, fair <laughs> enough. But but they love the game and they they work hard and 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 you know they're not going to do the NHL. Okay, whatever. Hey, that's, yeah, that, that's a high bar. You can learn a lot. It's a high yeah. bar. My my daughter plays for a decent high school and she plays well and it's she has a lot of fun. That's enough. Maybe we don't need to pay for college. I would I would I would just I would just say that getting I know we're like dismissing jujitsu, yeah, but like well, getting to jits fucking four days a week, dude. That is more activity than the average person is getting on a month. Sure. Yeah. Right? Sure. So like not getting up and going and lifting weights. Let me ask you a question. Though, that Josh. would help. Josh. But like yeah. I've known you for a year now. Yeah. You're 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 a decent dude. I'm all right. Nah, you're, not you're, all right. You're debatable. You're a tough guy. Yeah. Do you strive to be average? No. No. So why should I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but just the hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, Jack. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> right, right? No. No, I'm just saying you're, like, you're totally right. No, no, you shouldn't no, you shouldn't strive to be average, but I'm just saying I think that there is drink it. I I, I totally <laughs> so 
Dude, like, get some. Nobody nobody can see this because we don't have video. I just picked up the bottle of bourbon that we, we talked about, <laughs> and it's pretty much gone. It's gone. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, carrying yeah, on. Get a Sorry. little more. Keep going. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got, our next, uh, I got our next sippy okay. Okay, to, okay. to talk about. I would just say that um, I think that for... for <laughs> I don't think you need to get up and lift weights to be a more than average person. But go to the getting, gym. Getting to the getting to to the jujitsu gym four days a week, one day a week is better than the average person. Okay. And you get there probably four days a week. But what I find interesting about Jay is that it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. And where the average person or the person that doesn't do it at all too much. Me. It's too much. It's too much. It's too I, much. I would just weep openly in the center of, of the room. Mm. So I think you're being a bit hard on yourself. Maybe. All right, at least we're on the same page. I mean, at the end of the day, you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. I am. That says a shitload, not only about your character, but about your work effort. Like, to be able to power through. Like, most people quit at blue belt. Not Jay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... That that I I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss your physical abilities in jujitsu just because you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. But here's the thing: all all it would take is one person to ask me, Nestle, stop coming. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no, dude. Like like Jay, like, uh, you know. No, that's right. not true right. at all. That's not true at all. <laughs> that's not true at all. You might stay at home. You'd come even harder. I'd be like, oh, I'll stay home. I guess I'll stay. I'll home. stay home. For, no, from knowing you for true. like two hours that's now, that's not true. That's bullshit. That's so bullshit. Dude. Mama Bear's gonna make some breaded chicken. No. And Mama Bear's gonna no. be like, get the no. fuck out of the house. <laughs> you wouldn't go. even. You wouldn't even get to that point. You'd be like, no. fuck you, <laughs> and you would eat their soul. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what would happen. No. Maybe, maybe no. I don't. No, nah, maybe let's let's now. yeah. Come on. Does going and lifting does it enhance life? Sure, I think so. Getting up early, sure. But I don't think that it's fair to be like I'm a fucking loser because I don't do that. When I do go and fucking fight people for, for, for <laughs> we, a, dude, we dismiss yeah. that because we do it. Yeah. No, seriously, we dismiss. Dude, I walked out of the gym today. My chest was heavy. I was like, oh, my God. I I went to war today. Yeah. My body's sore. We dismissed that, dude. I, I walked out like, whatever. Yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, again, we'll, we'll, we'll hear more about <laughs> about Josh and Jay on Friday yeah. and about their uh, their, their relationship and jujitsu and how they, they blow each other. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have no relationship. We have no zero, relationship. We don't even like each other. No. Actually. It's clear that you fucking like, hate each other. So I guess the bow on this book is as a leader, um, whether that's formal or informal, own everything that goes on in your team, empower your team members to do the right thing, whether that is in line with the mission statement or not, let's do the right thing. Let them know why the fuck they're doing what they're doing, right? And be a good person. Care about what's going on in their lives. Care about what's what's important to them, and and foster a good team culture. Hundred percent. I feel like as as a leader, as a as a manager, as a person that people look up to, 
you need to understand first and foremost that they're a person. Yeah, and like, they're a human being, not not just some number on a board. Right, dude. so let's start there and work our way back. I think that this would actually be a really good conversation that we could have about leadership as like a standalone thing. A core topic? Yeah, so... I think I think we should uh, I think we should mark that down. Fucking wrap it up, boys. I think we should I think we should write that shit down in the notebook right. and be like, hey, oh, look at that, it's written down. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not really. No, but it's not. I didn't bring. My but it will be. Today. It will be. It will be. All right, let's look at. So wait. Okay. Sorry. Is there anything Fuck. else about the book that we want to talk about, Jay? I know this is one of your, you know, favorite things to read and and go back to so is there anything else that you want to touch on that we haven't yet no you you need to read it for yourself yeah okay you know yep but if if you're on the fence get the book get the book get the book yeah or the audible or whatever whatever however you take it in consume it in some way yeah Yeah. i don't give away books yeah in general i've given this book away at least a half dozen times maybe more wow so name of the book again Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And is there an audible for it? I know there is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there is. And the the audible's sick. The audible's sick. Um, Is it him reading it? It is Jocko and Leif reading it. That's pretty dope. Because like Jocko was a team, um, sorry, Jocko was a, um, a commander and Leif was like a platoon leader. So they they read different parts of the book and their perspectives of the book, uh-huh. and then the things that they thought that they did well, and the things that they look back on and they're like, "I, I fucked this up, dude." And that's again, that's, that's pretty cool. That is the thing that I enjoy about this is it isn't this raw raw. I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I got the best training. I'm the best leader. It's like, nah, dude. We fucked this up in the bloodiest battle of the Iraq Afghanistan terror on the uh, Middle East war. Like they were in the fucking middle of it, dude. They were in the thick of it. So the book is entertaining from a combat perspective because mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Why? But it's also extremely valuable from a leadership perspective from the lessons and the successes and the failures that they experienced. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really good. I love it. And, and again, especially hearing from individuals like that, that again, I mean us in corporate America, we think that what we're doing we're, is like super important. Everything. Yeah, we're not saving, not, we're not saving really lives. Not. We're no. not doing any of that stuff. Not so hearing cancer. it, right. So hearing it from that perspective, I think is really cool. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. All right. Let's get so, to the last beer, boys. Let's do it. Well, not the last well, beer, the first beer. The first beer that is the last rating that we're gonna do. Hell yeah! Have you have you tried this yet? No. Let me no? let me take a Jay, sip of Rooney. Jay took a sip. Did you not? Dude, I've drank gallons of this beer. Mm. So what 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 are we drinking? Okay. So we are drinking Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. Pale ale. <laughs> I don't so know what that says, was. Sorry, it was aggressive. It was gonna, a bit. It was a bit aggressive. Going to move past it like Good. it never happened. I appreciate it. Thank you're you. Edge. You're on the edge. The pale ale in your hand sparked the American craft beer revolution. I'll agree. Bold. Whoa! Get the fuck out of no, here. It's, it's, oh, the next word is bold. Whoa! <laughs> 
bold and complex with pine and citrus notes from the whole cone cascade hops. This pale ale was first brewed in 1980 and introduced a generation to the glory of hops. Oh, shit. Okay. Our pale ale is still a classic, and Sierra Nevada Brewing Company is still 100% family-owned, operated, and argued over. So... Jay, when when he said that this started the American craft beer revolution, you were like, yeah. Yeah. Why? Did did they really, in your opinion? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. But when I was a kid drinking IPAs. Yep. Sierra Nevada IPA. Okay. So so from as far back as you can remember, this this was it. This was the IPA. All right. Well, West Coast for sure. Did you grow up on the West Coast? No. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you, I was like, you, I was like, you can see yeah. where, where I went with that. I mean, Sierra Nevada, dude. Yeah. No, but on the East Coast, it's a harpoon. Mm. Right. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. But that's like the, the like the corporate IPA. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we got some Sierra look, Nevada pale ale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got some Sierra Nevada pale ale. Justin? <laughs> what do you say? All right, let me let me hold, hold on one sec. Let me let me take another sip. I mean, it's good as we as we've discussed. I'm not a huge IPA guy. I would say that it's pretty average. I would say like to not give a Ricky a Ricky a Ricky score <laughs> to not give a rookie score for just a beer that again I feel is pretty. Uh, a par for the course. I'm gonna give it a five point two. Ooh, shit, that's low. Yeah, I feel like it's a five. It's just an average beer. I think it's just okay. I, I'm not a huge IPA guy. I don't really okay. love hops. Yeah, you so. don't love it. You don't love it. No. Again, I would. Okay. I would rather just finish the bottle of bourbon than drink this. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll, I agree. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, probably gonna do that. What do you think? So it is a. Four-ish. Four-ish. For beer. It's not great, dude. I but know. But it's, it's a not five-ish great. for IPAs. Okay, it's, so... Oh, okay. It's, it's right yeah. to the upper. It's, it's, yeah, right. I get this, that. Okay. This is West Coast IPA yeah. standard. I, I, I get what you're saying. Sure, okay. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. If any West Coast IPA you have, you'll compare it against this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but a normal beer, you're like, ah, this kind of sucks. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Sucks a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've this, drank. This I've, wouldn't be your first choice. I've drank gallons of this shit. Yeah. Okay. Fucking gallons <laughs> of this shit. Um, don't doubt that at all. But <laughs> like, again, if if we were to go into a store, Justin just said I was fat. No, I did not. That was not what I said at all. Because I would not nice, dude. Okay. Every, every I would have said it if that's what I thought. Yeah. Fuck both of you. <laughs> If we were to go into a liquor store, this would not be what you grab. No. That's no, what I was going no, for. No. Fucking assholes. <laughs> no, it would not. No. All right. So I'm going to give it a 4.6. Fuck you, Josh. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Josh is fat, too. Yeah. Bastard. Little fat boy. <laughs> 4.6. Yeah. So tell me, Josh, hmm. why is it not a 4.5? Oh, is it because you don't want a rookie score? <laughs> so it really would be? Ah, no. shit. No, he's fronting. He's fronting. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It, this is the, not great. This is the West Coast IPA. I was I saying, it's just a, it's just meh. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have another. No, no, no. Okay, I'm, no. I'm, if I'm, I never drank this beer again, you'd be okay. I'd be fine with All it. All right. How many did you buy? <laughs> I think a twelve pack. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna have to drink. <laughs> we're gonna have to drink them. Yeah, I didn't know, dude. I didn't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to drink them all. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. All right. What do you say, boys? Wrap it up. I think so. I think before we get in trouble. All right. Good sip and read. Hell yeah. No, yeah? I, I again. I think from as an individual that did manage people and was yeah. a quote unquote leader for a little bit, I think what we talked about was good. And, I, and again, I. I will read the book. I think that it can only help. Yep. And um, again, the topics we talked about, I think, are pretty applicable across the board. And for me, as somebody who uh, leads soldiers now, and and in your new job, and not in my new job, soldiers, but and Jay who and leads Jay. engineers. That's right. To people who have read the book already, I think that there is an an immense amount of valued to be pulled from the book whether it be hard copy or audible i recommend audible that's just me i like hard um, copy i like to be able to smell it Ooh, i like to be able to feel the pages and if i want to highlight some shit there you go you best believe yeah. i'm gonna highlight it whatever your preferences valuable to get the book um we liked the bourbon love the bourbon we didn't like it we, we loved are, it we, we loved the bourbon we drank all of it tolerated the beer and that's the end of that. Justin, I would, I would agree. If they wanted to get in touch with you, don't. How the fuck would they do it? Uh, you would go to my Instagram page. Yeah. What's it that? Is, What's uh, that name? What's Justin. That name? It is Justin underscore DL project. Okay. I, I am not as active as I should be. No, that's true. I wasn't. That's li- true. I wasn't lying. If what you about you, Josh? <laughs> what about you, you fucking <laughs> specimen? If you want, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me, I'm very active. It is too Joshua. Much. Too much, I would too say. Much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> no, not too much. No, you're, not you're great. Too much. Yeah. Thank you. Keep stroking it. Yeah. Joshua underscore does underscore life. That's on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with the podcast and you want to see up to date on episodes that are going to get released. Or, or if for this specific topic, if you have a book or a poem or really any literature based item that you think would be good for us that kind of fits within our world, please, please let us know. Yeah. We're happy. We're happy to go through it and read it and kind of give our opinion. I got a recommendation for a Simon Sinek book. Okay. So I think we'll do that the next time it's my turn to bring it. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. Got to do a little more. I've read it, but I got to read it again and do some more research, which I I didn't do before this. But if you want to get in touch with us, that's how you do it. Jay, thanks so much for being here. It was my pleasure. We love it. So much fun, dude. Yeah, and Jay has his own episode that is going to release Friday. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about Jay, Jiu-Jitsu, kind of how it applies to everyday life and and just how showing up is really 99.98% of the battle. 100% it's the epitome of success. Let's tune in Friday. Love you guys. Hey, bye.